Welcome to the So Live Podcast. So Live is an educational nonprofit with a mission to make effective, non-toxic cancer treatments more accessible to the public while promoting general health, wellness, and happiness. This podcast is an extension of that mission. Thank you from So Live. Right. Welcome back to the So Live Podcast. I'm Shanna Kay, and we have Tracy. Hi, I'm Tracy. And Shanna Lee. Hi, y'all. <laughs> We've got a great topic for you today. We're calling it the myth of selfishness. And I think that you're going to enjoy it. We have a lot to say on it. And Tracy, I think you wanted to open us. Yes, I'm going to talk a little bit about this. This is a subject near and dear to my heart. I work with a lot of women. And when they come to me, there's this feeling of, you know, they're spending this time and this money on themselves. We we, I do some training and work around uh, food and eating, and yet it is the very thing that is going to help them live out the better life. They're going to make a much better choices when they're feeling good, when they're healthy. So getting back to the topic is the myth of selfishness. Many things that we do can seem selfish, like, oh, we're taking time for ourselves or going out with the girlfriends or taking a trip which is such a myth. It's Mm -hmm. so not true. And I use the analogy with my clients quite often of when you're on an airplane and you've got small children with you, they tell you to put the oxygen mask on yourself first. Mm -hmm. And if you were to take care of the kids first, which is what so many women do, they take care of everyone around them except for themselves. If you were to put those oxygen masks on the kids first, then you would be out and have nothing left. And that's what we're doing. That's exactly what we're doing to ourselves. We're not applying that oxygen mask to ourselves and we're completely... um, Depleted. Depleted. Yeah, we may not even yeah. get it on the second kid. That's so right. That's, that's right. why Southwest that's Airlines right. says pick the one you like best first. <laughs> I love it. I love those. I love it. So along those lines, um, true story, I had one of my close friends call today. We were just going to catch up. And I was asking her, you know, how's life? How are, how are things going? And her her the first thing out of her mouth is, well, I'm not really doing much for anyone anymore. I'm just, you know, working on my health and I feel like I'm not getting much accomplished. And I said, let's let's look at that and rephrase it. You are basically putting that os- oxygen mask back on yourself so that you can serve in the way that you were created to serve. And I want you to go out and take those walks and do the yoga and fix those healthy meals with a pure heart. There's not, I mean, that's exactly what you're supposed to be doing right now. So when I say the myth of selfishness is that's exactly what it is. We've been brought up in the society where if we're not doing something for somebody, then we think that we're not enough. Mm-hmm. So we're getting our whole identity as women so often. I'm not saying this for everyone. I know I've been really guilty of this is if I'm not accomplishing so many things a day, then I don't even know who I am. Mm-hmm. So if we can turn that and just look at things differently. Yes, I agree completely. So I think that just in general, all women and men, the biggest thing we wrap ourselves around is by what we do 
And I think like from a journey to your soul is about who you are. So it's about your energy. It's about being. So you're human. You're not human doings. We're human beings, as I've heard it said. (laughs) That's right. That's right. (laughs) And being is your energy. And so you were speaking earlier about the myth of selfishness around the idea of self-care. So especially like a woman taking away time from her family to invest in herself to show up for her family much brighter. Right. And so rather rather you have a family to show up for or like myself, I I'm single. But the way I see this is the energy and how you show up is your gift to the world. And so I always take the wider spiritual lens. So I'll go ahead and go that route for a second. (laughs) So for me, for your friend who was thinking that she wasn't in service, um, in her investment in self-care. We've covered like how that like tangibly is in service, but intangibly she's actually in service in even another way. So how we show up with the purified energy that we show up with, that's what we're contributing to the collective energy of the world. And the more clearer, purer, brighter, wiser, more joyful energy that we put into the world, the more that we're actually having an effect on the total collective. So if we kind of think about a rain cloud, and if we think about it combines all the thoughts that all 7 billion of us are thinking, and there's some percentage of those thoughts that are a lower vibration, so a negative thought, a resentment, uh, the real thought of selfishness, um, and then the thought of like, we're showing up in joy, we're showing up with purpose, we're showing up expanding from a pure place of love, of um, wisdom, of joy, whatever it might be, those are adding to the thoughts in the cloud that serve a higher energy. And as soon as we're able to hit, like shift that to 51%, that's all it takes. It doesn't take 100% shifting. That's what you create, you create a tip, a tipping point in the collective. And so for all, for so many years, we have been rained down on with fearful thoughts because that's what's been put up into that cloud if you keep following along that analogy. The more of us who put the higher thoughts into that cloud, the greater chance it has to rain down on the collective. So someone who may not even be on a journey of healing can benefit from it because we all benefit from wherever the collective is. Like wherever the collective conscious is, we're all benefiting from it. We're either absorbing it unconsciously or we're consciously contributing to pioneering and pushing it forward. So I will not stay in this deeper part of this conversation for too long, but the point is, is that the energy that you put into the world is not only allowing you to feel better and allowing you to feel better for the people you have direct contact with, which is your family, your friends, your community. It's also helping people that you've never met before. It's helping, you know, someone in, in on the other side of the world it's indirectly helping that person as well and so i, I think love that that's I, very well put oh thank you and i think that if we this myth of selfishness continues to get turned on its head as we see that how we show up has such an impact you know on the energy that we're exuding the energy that we're putting into the world that has such such an impact so i don't think it's selfish at all to spend time on self-care to spend time on I call it spiritual journey or your your inner healing, your deeper healing. All of that to me is important work. And it, in my perspective, it's the work we're here to do. I think we're here for two reasons. I think we're here to push the needle on our own awakening, which is how we shift from fearful thoughts to loving thoughts, shift from lack-based thoughts to overflowing thoughts of abundance and love. 
And then we have an outer purpose, which is however it manifests in some form of service and joy is service, like everything is service. So when you're coming from that overflow, whatever form it takes, that is like your outer purpose. Beautiful. So I feel like a lot of us, and it's just our society today, that we really feel overflow our schedules. I don't care who you're talking to. Everybody is extremely busy, very occupied, preoccupied, uh, whether it's with family, with their job, with their, you know, if they do have any hobbies and things like that, that we're, we're all very busy. And so I would find that a lot of people say, well, it's not that I'm, you know, selfishly you're trying not to be selfish and choosing to do xyz i don't have time Mm -hmm. and so a a lot of us feel like we really don't have time to take that for ourselves. and reality it just becomes to how we choose to prioritize and i think that's where the self the concern of being selfish comes in because if we have 10 minutes today and we're not spending it with our family or we're not spending it with you know a, a close friend that we never get to see who just happens to be in town and instead we take that time to do something personal for ourselves. and really Mm -hmm. 10 minutes sometimes is all that we need it doesn't have to be hours and hours um then we're we're feeling that well i'm going to go ahead and forego that thing for myself because this is an opportunity that i need to be here for that friend or for that family member and and so i feel that we all we actually all have the same amount of time and just depends how we want to prioritize it Uh, for me uh, the transition going from a very long time single person into a married life was huge for me and I I can't wait for the transition for when we actually have kids because I know it's going to be a whole brand new scenario so I certainly can't speak to all the moms and dads out there because I know that it's it's you know a, a different situation but for me for many years I was able to prioritize my schedule around myself and my school and you know i would go to the gym five six times a week i would go out dancing i would you know go play outdoors somewhere these are all things that make me really happy and you know yoga working out dancing outdoors those are the things that make Mm -hmm. shanna happy love it and uh, probably both shanna's happy (laughs) (laughs) and um anyway so when I i got married i realized that oh i have responsibilities i'm actually sharing my life with somebody and i you know can't get off of work and go just straight to the gym without having this thought of, well, I haven't, you know, seen my husband all day or, or dinner or, or whatever it may be, whether he's cooking there or whether I'm cooking it. And so I found myself over the years, I've been married since 2015, that I started gradually stepping away from a lot of the self-care that I was doing. Uh, I, I quit going to the gym as much. I used to go, you know, practice yoga two to three times a week, and now it's once, twice a month, maybe. And as I started pulling away from that, I realized that my stress level was really going up and I was really fortunate. I am really fortunate to have somebody in my life that recognized that. And he's, you know, he's, he being my husband, Garrett was like, listen, Shanna, I noticed that, uh, you haven't been going to yoga lately. (laughs) How do you notice that? He's like, I can tell. (laughs) I I said, yeah, it's because, you know, it's a a long commute and after work, I need to get home and I want to spend time with you. He's like, for me, do this for you. Okay. Because I can, I can tell how it actually physically, emotionally changes your entire day. And now the new thing is, as I'll wake up in the morning and even if it's only 10 minutes, sometimes it's longer, I'll do a meditation and he can come home after work and tell whether I had that me time or not. And so it's, it's really, it really was a great affirmation for me to see that yes, this thing that I'm doing for myself is a form of service. It makes me a better 
wife that makes me a better daughter, a better, mm-hmm. you know, friend, a better that's me. Right. And uh, I think that's something that, you know, I, I hope that we can all start understanding and realizing is that these types of activities, whatever it may be that make you happier, healthier, or more whole, are affecting the experience that other people have around you. That's it. Yes, I I love what you shared, and I love what you came to. And something that I wanted to maybe pull out of that a little bit is, isn't it interesting how you drew the conclusion of what was selfish or not? It wasn't necessarily your husband's voice saying it's selfish for you to go to the gym you concluded that you made that agreement on your own to think that that it was selfish and that you needed to cut down on that there were certain assumptions there and in your case it's so beautiful that your husband is actually the one who brought it back to you <laughs> right. but I'm just thinking for out there for anyone listening I wonder if if you're making these agreements and these that you haven't even spoken with your spouse about, like maybe you're just making the assumption that that you don't have time to go to the gym because you need to be home earlier to spend time with, you know, I know that time is limited, but I just would put that out there to challenge, like to see like what agreements are you making and can you change those, of course, with integrity and through conversation with your partner, or with whoever it is that you are show, showing up for in life. Um, so hopefully, you know, like hopefully the husband's going to respond similar, similarly to Garrett, <laughs> knowing that it just makes such a difference and has such a positive impact on you personally, but also on those who are interacting in your space. Yeah, you, even thinking of, you know, uh, taking other relationships out of the picture, sometimes we prioritize ourselves with our favorite Netflix oh, yeah. show. And I'm, <laughs> I, I definitely uh, put myself in that category. I'm a Netflix binger, I big time. And so when we start talking about, and, and there's, there are truly people out there who don't have time to watch Netflix. Yeah. But if you were to, to take up how much time that you, you sit in front of the TV or computer, mm-hmm. iPhone, whatever it is, watching these shows, if you were to, to take one of those episodes out and instead do something that is, you know, personally reflecting or healing mm-hmm. for yourself, look at what kind of change that can make. The other thing you said is you'll get up and even 10 minutes would make a difference. I think that's another big misconception that self-care has to look a certain way. Mm-hmm. We can do things that are extremely meaningful in little blocks of time. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I have really begun to work on is deep breathing and taking those deep breaths and and that can take five minutes I can take you can actually do that in one minute and take your body out of fight or flight which is again giving back to the community a a more grounded person putting them back into to play so when it comes to self-care it does not have to always look a certain way that doesn't mean that we shouldn't that we're not worthy right. of, you know, going to a class after work or taking that time out for yourself. And we can also take a 10 minute meditation that can really ground us and bring us back into a place where we have a lot more to offer the world. Agreed, 100%. Now, just just in case so the audience can benefit from this on the breaths is it simple like is it just in and out deep breaths or is there a trick to it like would you like to share with the audience there's a lot on breathing and I've I'm so interested and and the research is phenomenal we tend to breathe from the chest and we don't 
truly take ourselves out of fight or flight by breathing through the chest. When we sit back and begin to breathe through the belly, take the breath in through the nose, filling your belly up, and then it goes into the chest. Um, I the, the research that I've done is the breath in um, is about three to one, about three seconds in, and then if you can breathe out um, three times longer than you breathe in is what I'm trying to get okay. get at a much a much more of an exhale. You can truly take yourself out of that that fight or flight. Mm-hmm. Um, I work a lot with with women on just increasing their metabolism through the breath before you eat, um, getting yourself out of that stress mode. And so something as simple as doing some deep breaths, breathing in through the belly. And usually what I'll tell somebody is take a deep breath and I watch their body. If Mm -hmm. their shoulders go up, Mm -hmm. they're breathing through the chest. Okay. You want your rib cage to expand and that's breathing through the belly and grounding yourself. This is some really powerful work that you can, um, you can look into and truly give give back to yourself and to the community by just stopping and breathing i just realized my breathing changed listening to you because (laughs) i just yawned so big and it wasn't out of boredom but it was out of my breath just like really deepening and slowing down and i wasn't consciously doing that so just listening to tracy talk about breathing i think is helpful (laughs) and one of the things with with the breath going back to the power of the breath and self-care is the other thing is we've always we're always trying to hold our stomachs in, and uh-huh. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. There comes a time when you just need to let it go <laughs> and let the rib cage expand, let the belly out, and fill it up with air, and get out of that fight or flight, and ground yourself. So, is this something that you recommend when someone feels they're in fight or flight, or is this something that you recommend as like a daily practice daily. to start with? Okay, and obviously when you're in fight or flight, when you know you're panicking, that's a great go-to tool, but you're also asking it, like start your day grounded with it. Absolutely, and I've been getting to a place where even if I'm in a project, especially during a workout, is am I breathing through the whole workout or am I holding my breath? Because if I'm keeping my body in that fight or flight, I'm taking away some benefits of my shutting my metabolism down mm-hmm. if I'm constantly in that craziness. So mm-hmm. to to learn to breathe and then just learn to breathe um, even while you're just like just like what Shanna was saying, like all of a sudden she began to take in some mm-hmm. air. Mm-hmm. It's a really great method of self-care mm-hmm. that doesn't take away from anything. It's just making that conscious decision to drop your shoulders. <sighs> And let the belly go for just a second. <laughs> and and just breath in that way also just super oxygenate, oxygenates the body, That's which right. I know we've heard Dr. Truitt talk about how important mm-hmm. it is just that we, he has also said that we don't breathe very deeply and that there should be a conscious process to do that because it oxygenates the body, which also helps with health. And I don't know if you can expand on it because my memory is just going on. It's good. And that's why. <laughs> that's usually what I fall back on. It's good. That's why I've been watching Dr. Truett's practice for 22 years and the 
results of whatever ailment he's dealing with, which is primarily cancer, is just phenomenal. So I would do it no service to to describe it in detail right now, but it's definitely something that I think that you know we can expand on in the future. Sure. And along those lines of self-care and this myth of selfishness, one of the things that I've encouraged my mom, my children are grown now. They're um, adults of their, mo- their own. And I had, I was a kinesiology major. So I raised them doing obstacle courses and we were always moving. I didn't understand the power of meditation and yoga like I do now. So as a self-care act, and I actually, even with my adult children, I'll have them sit down and we'll do a 10 minute meditation together. Or my son and I just did a breathing exercise and he, t- I, we were together yesterday and he said, I'm just now consciously making myself breathe, you know, from, from the rib cage instead of from the chest. There are some fabulous books if you've got young kids. Oh. So I'm talking about self-care. And it if you are really struggling with getting away for your self-care, then incorporate self-care with your family. It can be the biggest gift you ever give your kids. There's some, uh, these little one minute mindfulness activities to do with your children. I actually do them with my clients because sometimes, you know, we don't get still for more than than a minute at a time. Um, You can sit in a circle and there's, different songs that you sing on breathing and mindfulness. So if the self-care really does seem so far-fetched for you, then I want to encourage you to do it as a family Mm -hmm. and help them to incorporate this into their lives at a young age. It will benefit them for years to come. I agree. That's a great idea. So it just goes back to this self-care does not have to look a certain way. We can incorporate it into many different aspects of our lives and coming back to our main topic the myth of selfishness we've kind of mainly talked about it as it relates to why we should do self-care but I think it shows up in a numerous in numerous ways so it can even be considered people might think it's selfish to pursue the desires of their heart you know that's good I'm glad you brought that up yeah and so I was actually speaking with someone the other day who was consciously well I don't know if it was consciously or unconsciously but it came out the pattern that came out was that she felt bad for wanting something for herself that her mom couldn't have or didn't wouldn't wasn't taking advantage of and so in that in feeling that she would pull away from what her mom was doing with her life she actually was dimming her own light from following her heart and so I think that, I mean, maybe that's that's one form it takes, but it takes a lot of different forms to think that um, following your heart is, a, a lot of people have the thought that following your heart can be selfish because it may be taking away time from something else, from family, from whatever it might be, if it's a business that you're creating or, um, I don't know, a nonprofit you're creating or whatever it might be, that if you're thinking that doing that is selfish in any way, you're not going to prioritize it and you're going to always have a reason not to do it. But if we look at it and we kind of challenge that concept of selfishness in the same way we did around self-care, we can come to see that maybe it's actually unselfish. I mean, maybe it's actually selfish to not do it because if it's you shining your light, if it's you, if we come from a spiritual perspective of 
maybe God tasked you with what's on your heart and you're choosing not to walk it out. Well, really, what is the selfish act? Is the selfish act saying, sorry, I know you put this on my heart, but uh, I'm not accepting it. (laughs) Right, right. And then another way that you can really deepen in why, why it's purposeful to show up with what's on your heart to give to the world is you can ask yourself, what happens to the people who don't hear from me or don't receive the expression that I'm here to give? And so how are you meant, we're all meant to to contribute positively to one another in our individual ways, through our own individual gifts. So if you can kind of ask yourself like, what happens to the, to what happens if I don't show up? To the people who are meant for my gift, how does their life stay the same? How does, if you really dig into it and look like they were, if you saw that you showed up and it made a certain impact, you reverse that out if you don't show right. up. And that goes to a personal level, to their family, to a community level, to a, a collective level as well. And so in your line of work, if you didn't show up to teach people about self-care, then they wouldn't be showing up in valuing that in their lives. And because they're not valuing that, their family is is still around someone who's overstressed or feels unworthy or feels whatever so you can really kind of like deepen in why you're showing up and see that it is actually selfish to not show up i love though what you said about that you know following the desires of your heart because so often especially as a wife a mom um even a a a daughter a friend we can feel like following the desires of our heart is going to actually take take away that 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 is a selfish act when it is exactly the opposite and i love what you said about kind of following it backwards is who have you influenced like Mm -hmm. look and see the difference of your influence Mm -hmm. and the difference that just maybe one word Mm -hmm. that you spoke to them and that was that spark in your heart so just Mm -hmm. think if you were to actually go after that gifting that god put there in the first place right and what a difference it'd make too. And then you you talk about the collective mind. You know, once you've influenced that one person, who are they going to, and it just goes on and right. on and on. Right. Like, can you imagine a world where we all believed in ourselves and we're all showing up giving the gifts that we have to give? Like, how different would we wow. feel? How different would the world be? I'm just looking at the two of you right now and just how you each came into my life and how we're in each other's lives and how we're a part of So Live and how through um, our, our friendship and collaboration and so live, we're able to share in, in, with other people, but also we're attracting other people who right. have wonderful things to share and teach us and that we can turn around and teach others. And so I just see this domino effect of blessings that have us to where we are here today. It's That's awesome. It. And the same right back to you, because if you didn't show up to be at the helm of what so live is today, so live wouldn't be where it is today. That's right. Aww. Love this time. Love this. <laughs> we can't end this one with me saying I love y'all again. <laughs> of course. Of course. We have, we have so much overflow. It can always right. come. It That's never right. gets diluted. That's it. That's uh. it. <laughs> but yeah, I, I hope that in today's conversation that maybe we opened up to considering another way to look at selfishness and to see that it is not so selfish. To challenge that myth of selfishness in That's your right. life and um just remember to to write the story in 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 the favor of goodness, right? And That's so it. if you if if at the end if the thought that something is selfish doesn't not ultimately look in a favor of goodness, then it can't be right. 
That's it. <laughs> That's it. Very well put. Are we wrapping it up today, ladies? I guess so. <laughs> yep, we're going to end with uh, everyone really and truly walking out those desires. All right. Thank will- you, ladies. Thank you. So Live takes a holistic approach in that mind, consumption, and movement is your strongest ally in creating the mental and physical wellness you desire. Join us on this journey of sharing the best tips, insights, and expert advice we've come across. Thank you from So Live. For more information, go to solliveinc.org.